Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. We are Community Radio's Ne'er-Do-Wells, the audience of one show on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5 FM, streaming on IRLoneStar.com and available wherever you get your podcasts from. I am Andrew, next to the man who breaks up with his girlfriends by letting them know they have expired. It's Dick, cockroach killer, Schistler. Hey, buddy. Hey. Happy post-Christmas. Yeah. It is. It is post Christmas. I gotta ask you something. Sure, man. Is the day after Christmas usually like a holiday for a lot of people? I think it's fifty fifty. It's kind of funny that you said that because as I was driving in, the traffic seemed really light. So my guess is yes. Yeah, because the city of Conroe is closed today. Uh huh. And I was kind of I was wondering what like what because I know the county and the city have different alternative holidays. Because sometimes when you come to downtown Conroe, like the county might be closed for like. For whatever re- like whatever holiday they see the holiday where they call mm-hmm. it they observe. observed right and so like half the downtown will be dead and then the city will be open and I'm like that's kind of weird they they don't really do it with the county and then vice versa so like I think the county might be open like you like if you get arrested or something you can go yeah. to court yeah and but uh, yeah, I think it's hit and miss I think some businesses are, are giving you like Christmas Eve observed on the twenty seventh or I'm sorry the twenty sixth the day after some did it uh, the Friday before well, I think it's kind of all over the place. Most importantly, the liquor stores are back open. That, so. Thank God that was a very um, nerve wracking forty eight hours, was it not? But we we survived yeah. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, Christmas happened, so it New did. Year's is coming up. I'm excited. Yes, we we know that you are more of a New Year's kind of guy, so I, I know yeah. this is your day. Your well, day. I mean, Christmas is still fun. I think uh, one thing I love about Christmas is everyone kind of, it's nice to have a holiday or a day that everyone kind of relax, like you know everyone's relaxing. Mm-hmm. So with Christmas being on a, on a Monday, you get that extra day of seeing your friends or hanging right. out. And n- nothing like going to a bar on Christmas Eve, because there's, there's a certain type of person that does that. It's an interesting clientele and on Christmas Eve at a bar. I did not go to a bar this year, uh, but I have hey done man, it many times. congratulations. Many times Congratulations. Ba- baby steps. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you, when you have that friendship with a, with, a, with a guy, with a buddy, and he's always down to start a fire and drink some whiskey, I'm like, right. all right, easy. That's an easy decision to make. Uh, but yeah, but I was thinking back in the day when I lived in Houston, on one of my brothers, we all lived, like, we would go Christmas Eve to see my grandmother and grandfather, and then that usually, with them being old, that was mm. usually over by, like, seven or eight, <laughs> and then we'd always go to a place called Ron's Pub in Houston. Oh, ain't nothing good going down at Ron's Pub on a Christmas Eve. Oh, that place, good grief. it's old school Houston, and it, remind me, it reminds me of one of those places that you used to be allowed to smoke in. Oh, yeah. So it has that feel and to it. I would assume you were required to smoke in a place called Ron's Pub. And you we'll, walk in, here's we'll, your lighter. Well, what's hilarious is one side of the of the place is like a lounge like they have those really nice chairs and like mm-hmm. it was like a cigar place very and classy and then the other yes. side was just straight up bar and dark, it's a dart bar 
Oh boy! And so but again, it's like the neighborhood bar, and you get to see all the people. I, I guarantee, you if you go to Ron's Pub every Christmas Eve, you're going to see the same people. Oh yeah, every time. So, so is this place still around? Oh yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. It, uh, it, my apologies to those uh, Ron's Pub um, locals and frequenters. My bad. Oh, it was great. There's some great memories. I got a great story for you uh, off the air. Okay, excellent off air um, AOO show. Love it. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, well, I'll kind of. I'll tell you a little bit about it right now. So, I, my brothers are older than I am, and uh-huh. it's always fun to hang out with your older brothers when you know you're new to being old. And <laughs> new to being old. Yeah, I think I understand. Yeah. Well, this is like when I graduated college. Like right. I never really got to hang out for, with them. Yeah, right. You're you're able to go to the bars now for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, with them or be them in that in that setting. Right. I'm an adult now, guys. And got my it. cousin was like my cousins would come with us because it's just down the street. From my uh, grandma, my grandparents' place, and there was this girl there. I don't know how old she was, but she had the most annoying, like voice, like meh, like kind of like that. Remember that uh, Friends episode or episodes where that one woman that Chandler liked? Yes, yeah, she, she was like oh, meh, yeah. meh, meh, like sounded like Je- that. Jeanette, something Jeanette. like that. Well, so this yeah. woman had this voice, and I was like, I couldn't help but laugh every time I could Chandler. hear. Chandler, I, I can hear her, and I'm like, this woman is out of control. Well, anyway. My brother, as a funny thing, he mm-hmm. goes over there and talks to her, right? Yeah, he does. And Just to he, hear her voice? Well, no, he goes over there and talks, because I kept making comments like, I go, this woman is hilarious. I don't know who it is. She sounds terrible. It's, it's so much fun to, like, all of a sudden, it's like, a, it's like an alarm goes off. Well, anyway, he goes over there and starts talking me up to her. Oh, yeah. And all this stuff. And next thing I know, it's, like, around, like, 11 o'clock, and this woman walks up to me, and she's, like, knows my name. And starts talking to me. I'm like, who is this? Who are you? And then uh, it's like, oh, your brother. Your brother told me so much about you. And I'm like, uh, which one? Which one of which one of these guys did this? But it was interesting night. There's there's, and how long did you date her? Oh, uh, just till I I brought her home. Uh, Right, right. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) But uh, that is a that's a good gag. I like that. But yeah, I I looked at my brother. I was like, you sly dog. I like this guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the Christmas bar scene is always interesting. It's kind of it's so depressing. It kind of does have that air of depressed depression depressionness to it, no doubt. But I don't know why though. Well, I guess I think it's like, isn't everybody supposed to be home with your family right now? I mean, that's the, that's the rule. That's the social pressure. Well, I don't and have since a family. You're not, so. Oh yes, you. Well, do. you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But it is for whatever reason, it does seem like the um, the uh, the ne'er do wells again of society are there hanging out at. Uh, yeah, midnight on Christmas Eve. It's like, all we dude, have something in common. You need to be in bed. Santa we're, Claus is visiting we're, you. We're either ex-convicts or <laughs> right. unloved by our family, or both. So, uh, but yeah. So I hope you had a good Christmas. You have a family. I always forget you have a family because yeah, I forget too. Sometimes it's yeah. weird. No, just kidding. No, it was nice, man. It was nice. Uh, you know, just did the, the Christmas morning with the the wife, and kids, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good time. Good time. I had the unfortunate event of uh, the previous week. Uh, being sick, and I got—I hadn't been sick like this in a while, uh, but it was quite a nasty bug. But I had the added bonus of injuring myself while being sick, and nothing makes you feel yeah. um, really old like being sick and injuring yourself. And in this case, I was just plugging something in underneath my desk, and in doing so, I must have pulled something in my back, strained something, because it was one of those instantaneous, Whoa! and I couldn't move. There was probably a good two days where I could not stand upright oh, wow. or have full movement with this. And it seemed like it was more so on the right side of my back than my left side. And I found something out 
that it was awfully difficult to clean my backside normally with my right hand, and I was forced to do it with my off hand, which was awfully strange. It was a whole new take on the, the Stranger, no doubt. You ever had to do that with your off hand? Talking about the Billy Joel album? <laughs> what? Stranger? The Stranger? Well, it kind of felt like that. Maybe that was a song I had playing in my head, but uh, trying to properly clean yourself uh. with your off hand is... Is interesting. Oh, you don't have a wall least. that's made out of like brushes. <laughs> you can just run your backside like, up and down. Gotta or, clean everything. Or or bidet. Uh, or you don't have a, you don't have someone help you. Clean yeah, it. yes, my own backside cleaner. Yeah, that. Now that is a flex. Let's call it a wife. <laughs> yeah, oh, I wouldn't be your wife for very Zing. long. I have a feeling. No. Uh, Let's just say I had to make sure that my hand washing routine no, was really on point after that. I think everyone's been in that scenario, not the cleaning it's thing, the but worst. but like you're reaching for a pencil. Or something, and you're in your mind like, oh, I can grab that, like I got it, and Especially you're, the the car you're doing some type of jujitsu move trying to get to it, and then uh, next thing you know, like, oh, my armpit is stretched, and the muscle under my, like, why is that hurt? Yeah, you just tweak something. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, and again, on top of it, I was sick. That was just it's probably because you're not a vegan. Because uh, I hear vegans it? don't have any problems. Oh, right, and they'll yeah. let you know about it too. Yeah. I'm sure. I don't know any vegans. Well, well, they let you know about it somehow. On the internet. I might have known a vegan like well, they used to be a vegan. But why can't you just eat the food you want to eat and not worry about it? Just leave everybody alone. Don't worry about it. I don't know, man. You're the one who brought it up. You know, it's really funny. Speaking of food and meat, uh, you know, I, I this is going to sound really weird. I've never had prime rib. Okay. I don't know why I never had it. I, don't, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, when you go to... Because they usually serve it at like a, a fancy buffet. Kind buffet where the guy's carving it yeah. off. Yeah, and I, I just never got it. To it, me, it always looks a little undercooked. And I think if you're a person who likes your meat cooked, prime rib is not. Are you a person that likes your meat? Yeah, yeah. I like it cooked. I don't like rare anyway, at all. Well, anyway, uh, my I told my buddy this, and his wife was like, "I am cra- I've been craving a prime rib. Let's go get prime rib." And, and, was, and you've never had it yet. You were craving it. Well, she was. Oh, okay. And so gotcha. I was just like, "Well, where she. Do you, yeah, I go. Where do you go? Wow. Where do you go and get it?" And they were like, they named off a bunch of places. Like, I had no idea you could get this. Like, mm-hmm. I've never even knew that was a thing. Like, because apparently the restaurants that cook prime ribs, they only cook so many because, I don't know, it takes a long time. I don't know. Well, anyway, it, the, the short story of it is eight, eight prime rib, very good. We went to Roadhouse, your, your favorite hangout spot before the bowling alley. And then I made a prime rib. Oh, wow. Fancy. For Christmas. Because I was like, I was talking to my mom, and it was just going to be really us three for Christmas out of like 28 people that are in our family. Somehow, magically, no one came. And she, I was like, so what are we doing for dinner? Like, what do you want me to help you with? And she's like, well, I got a, I got a, we can do some prime rib. And I'm like, oh, well, I just had that for the first time. Let's see what happens. And so it turned out really good. Uh and it's really easy. I was like, "Well, why is everyone talking big?" I think game? it's just it's the the fact that it's a fancy cut of meat. Is it? I don't know. To me, like every time I've I've seen someone say, "Oh, I'm getting some prime rib," I'm like, "Wow, are they going to cook it before oh, well, <laughs> before they yeah, put it on your plate?" Because it well, doesn't look yeah. it doesn't look cooked but to me. I, people. I thought that was really amazing for me to have a new experience. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you had to have or you had the uh, occasion of having prime rib on Christmas several times. So, yeah, twice. You've gone your whole life, and I now, pretty much had prime rib every day. And with a lady, it sounds like. No, that was my buddy's wife. Why, why? Oh, oh, well, hey, maybe we're on the air, man. Careful, you're outing yourself. Better watch yourself. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, show cleanup I want to talk about real quick from last week. Oh, great. I, I, I made a mistake. I went back and listened to the show as I do every now and again, 
and I just want to let the onesies know I was wrong that baby llamas, by the way, they don't weigh 280 yeah, pounds. Yeah, I didn't want to challenge you on that because... That's what an adult llama weighs. Baby llamas weigh anywhere from 20 to 30 pounds. So we definitely weigh less than a baby llama. And if you're confused as to what I'm talking about, you'll just have to go back and listen to last week's show where we talk about whether or not we uh, feel we weigh more or less than certain baby animals. So my apologies. This is the same episode where it gave me a lot of stuff for uh, missing the Paul McCartney um, story at the top of the run sheet, and all he had to do was look at the second story, no, and it would have found the link that we were that. looking for, but that's okay. Well, you know, this is <clears throat> a, show cleanup. another show cleanup. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, we today's episode is a re-recording. It is. So we're gonna jump into that. We're, okay. Well, I, I want to explain because I I felt like a lot of the stories we're gonna talk about today. I'm like, didn't we already talk about that? No, no. Be- be- There's a few maybe, but uh, we had a recording with the folks from Beer Mile. Yes, and I messed up, and I apologize to those guys. But we're gonna give them a shout out because they are doing a fundraiser. Uh, for a Kickstarter or Kickstarter for a movie they're making and it's closing the Kickstarter closes in like the middle of January that's correct so uh, we still want to give them props and apologize to them well I guess we can we can move on to that we'll do this a little uh, out of order had that Uh right before the break but that's okay oh oh, I thought we were gonna watch the trailer well we we are so I want to get rid of that because I don't have to worry about (laughs) it right, right. so a few weeks ago I was looking at uh, the Ocho on Reddit which is you know basically a page that is dedicated to edge sports weird odd sports kind of like roof ball and some of the weird things that we've talked about before and I came across this thing called beer mile and I was fascinated by it. And it's essentially exactly what you would think. It's people who start off a one-mile race by chugging a beer around a, uh, a, a, a track and then have to drink three more beers after each lap they make uh, of the race. And it's fascinating. And what I really found interesting about it is there are phenomenal athletes that compete in this. I mean, guys that are running four-minute miles, five-minute miles, Olympic athletes. Yeah. And it's huge. So I thought, man, I want to reach out to these guys to see if we could have them on the show. And lo and behold, we did. We did. <laughs> but then I screwed it up. <clears throat> yeah, that's okay. That's a con- it happens. It, the thing that I really hope we get them back because that interview is so much fun. It was a lot of fun. We had uh, the, the guys from Beer Mile Media, uh, Chris and Adam, and they were gracious enough to do a one-hour interview with us yeah, and, and that, talk all about the and Beer Mile. And then I screwed it up. <clears throat> yeah, you, you did. You did. Um, I'll, I'll let you fall on the sword this time. Several buddy. times. Just keep pushing me <laughs> on it. Uh, what, one thing I love about this is, uh, especially with the show, I love talking to people about the articles we bring up, and you know, especially making conversation during the holidays. And I was telling about the beer mile, a lot of people, and they, my favorite consistent thing between all of them is when I told them the the record holder mm-hmm. ran it in like four twenty something. Correct. No one believed me. So yeah, people I mean, were like, "You can't run a mile and drink four, four beers. And drink four beers in four twenty whatever seconds." And I was like, "Well, this is what they have on the website." And I we interviewed the guys, which I screwed up, and but it, it still it was it was amazing showing them the website. I'm like, "Look, this is a real thing," and they're like, "Oh my gosh, these guys are actually oh oh my gosh, that guy's wearing sunglasses while running." Yes, and Chris is actually the United States world record holder at four minutes and thirty seven seconds. And we did interview him as well. Asked him all kinds of crazy questions and different scenarios about, you know, would they try doing this with uh, Four Loco, <laughs> you know, having a, a crazy yeah, Four Panera, Loco division. Panera yeah, the Panera Lemonade. 
uh, like I said, needless to say, these guys were really awesome, and they were a great interview. Uh, feel terrible that we didn't get to play their episode or their interview this episode, but hopefully we'll have them back on if they're gracious enough to do it again. Uh, we'll put some links to their Kickstarter for their fun, the, the, the Beer Mile film. Um, but in the meantime, did you want to play the trailer yeah. for the onesie so they can see uh, the trailer that has already been made? They've got a lot of uh, footage that was shot from the national championship in Chicago last year, made this trailer, and they're trying to raise funds for an entire feature-length yeah. film. Uh, I'm going to start it right now, so take a listen. This is Beer Mile, the film, the official trailer, and we're going to put a link to the Kickstarter so you can donate and raise funds and help them produce this movie because... I just hope there's a lot of throwing up in it. and There might be some. Stuff like that. Here, take a listen. Hope this goes well for all of us. <laughs> yes, me too. Hey, man, no pukes. Yeah, let's go. No pukes. Beer Mile is a collection of some of the best athletes around the world. People who haven't been to the world champs before, thinking they're like, what the hell is this? Shelby Houlihan will not be allowed to race at the U.S. Olympic track and field trials. Houlihan faces a four-year ban from the sport. Honestly, like, running's just been up and down, and for me it's just like an opportunity to kind of like put myself back into the running community. There's so much stimuli going through your mind and body, and there's tingly sensation, there's you being out of breath, there's people screaming at you while you're trying to chug and drown yourself in beer. Binding everything together is just absolutely insane. Now the fun stuff starts. Let us welcome the Beer Mile One Classic! There's no point in the race where you feel good. anyone that's like as crazy as me and like everybody here is as crazy as me oh man down you've got to beat 428 is he gonna get it come on Corey and Shelby Houlihan are just completely screaming down that stretch right there the crowd was amazing like the energy and the atmosphere why haven't I been doing this my whole life yeah it's going to be tight, but this could be a world record right here. That's pretty cool, right? Be a bar this way, I bet. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, Chris Robertson and Adam Scherzen. I want to make sure I got their full names yeah, in there. Yeah, BeerMile.com. And BeerMile, the film. And they do have different levels of contribution, I've noticed. Um, you can donate any amount you want, but they have some pre, um, like, um, well, they also have a podcast. They do have a podcast, yes. Well, um, and they come. I, I they've been doing that for about three years, I think. Uh, and the podcast is pretty good. I've listened to a couple of the episodes since I found them. Uh, but they've got some predetermined levels that come with um, different uh, benefits, especially some of the higher dollar ones. You you practically get all access uh, behind the scenes film uh, uh, or behind the scenes to the film access uh, to Beer Mile if you donate a certain amount. I have pledged. A very interesting sixty-nine dollars. Uh, that was one of the levels that offered, and uh, I think I, with that, will receive a um, poster for the movie, which I'm sure will be up in my office. So That's hopefully, cool. we will have these guys back on soon. That's it's cool. okay, Dave. Yeah, don't don't beat yourself I'm, up about it too I'm so much. Pissed. It was okay? a great interview. Those guys are so much fun, and that's one thing I I kind of reflect on talking to them was the underlying feel to this is to have fun. 
Right. Because it's but it's highly competitive though. What's I'm saying? It's very conflicting when you when someone you try to explain to someone, hey, have you heard of the beer mile? <laughs> Right. And you know everyone's probably done this somewhere down the line or seen it like in a college or in high school or something like that. Like, oh, how many, you can you chug a beer and run or whatever. Right. And these guys do the stats. They do all that stuff, but it also it sounds like they have fun, and it's not no doubt not totally serious. Yep. And and they do put it into different uh, qualifying heats so that you're not competing with the world class athletes. I think you basically submit. Uh, a video of yourself, if I remember from the interview correctly, of basically your times, and then they put you in classifications based off of your time. So you and I would not be competing against, you know, Adam or, or Chris because those guys are fast. Yeah. I can't chug and I can't run, so I don't know. Oh, no, it'd be, it'd be hilarious. To uh, yeah, I, man, I don't know that I can drink four beers in 10 minutes without running. And I'm saying 10 minutes because I'm thinking maybe I could run a mile in 10 minutes. Uh, certainly not while drinking four beers. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I highly encourage everybody to check yeah, out the check trailer out. and uh, certainly help support this film. And, like I said, maybe we'll get them back on again soon. Because I screwed up. <clears throat> yeah. So, hey, uh, speaking of Christmas, I know we were talking about Christmas early. Did you get any interesting gifts for Christmas? No, I didn't get anything. <laughs> All right. Because I didn't give anything. Well, you know, it's that. No, well, that's what I was trying to tell you. Like, we were talking on the phone, talking about, and I were texting, and I was trying to convey is, this Christmas is so weird. Right. It's a little different for you now. Yeah. Well, not, but you, everyone kind of knows why it would be different. But this was like, what was weird was I have five brothers and sisters. I have 16 nieces and nephews. And I only saw one sister and two kids. And I was like, what are the odds of that? And yeah, that is for some strange. reason, it takes a lot of planning when you've got that many people, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get that many people in together at one but time. But they're doing it today. And I was really pissed off about that. I was like, we couldn't have planned this three weeks ago to do it on a Tuesday because I have to go in and do stuff at the radio station that I already committed to. Right. But of course, they didn't make these plans till Christmas Eve because it's like they almost forgot. It's like, oh, we're not going <laughs> to see each other for Christmas. Oh, fancy this. Why don't we do it on Tuesday? And I'm like, well, I'm already already booked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it's 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 so weird, and especially, I guess, as we get older, and I kind of sense this because I think everybody's kind of experienced when growing up when Christmas, you always had that, uh, I would call it like the, the glue, which was, in our family, it was my uh, grandparents. Mm -hmm. So we'd yep. always go over there you right. know, for Christmas Eve. And then when my grandfather passed away, it was like everybody was like, oh, it's... No yeah. one, no one cares about Muzzy. We don't have to go see her, because I was the only one. I think for, like the first three years after he passed away, I was the only one that took her to church. Aww, and I was like, and I kind of, I just kind of like talked to everybody. I was like, you guys don't want to see <coughs> Muzzy on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it is kind of interesting how those family traditions are fairly fragile, and it doesn't take very much change or or the kids getting older to to break that up. Nothing lasts forever. None of those traditions last forever. So yeah. I'm sorry that uh, you're missing out on your family vacation or vacation. My gosh, your family. Oh no, I'm Christmas. I'm, I'm fine with it. It was just kind of weird that no one ever talked about it, and it was like Christmas Eve they figured it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, and they they still haven't even figured out the time. <clears throat> Like, two today, they still haven't figured out a time. Sounds like you're not missing much, man. No. Would you be upset if you were to receive, I know you didn't get anything, but the underwear? I know it's a stereotypical... I got, actually, no, I take that back. I got underwear. Excellent. And how did that make you feel when you received your gift of underwear? Uh, here, here's, uh, this has nothing against my mother. Uh, my mom got me underwear, right? I've 
Love Probably because she knew I wasn't going to get anything. She's like, here's some underwear. <laughs> I thought they were socks, and I was really excited. Um, and then there was underwear. That's like, some odd-shaped underwear, buddy. Well, I was like, oh, yeah, cool socks. Where'd your mom go, socks. Did your mom go to Goop to get these uh, underwear? I mean, why are they shaped like socks? No, they, well, it, it was one of those tight packages. Oh, so gotcha, it felt like gotcha. socks. I was like, oh, yeah, cool socks. And I opened it, and I was like, underwear? Okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't gotten underwear in years and years. I don't know that I would necessarily mind if I did. I certainly wouldn't want to get a tie. You know, those are the stereotypical You don't uh, wear a gifts. tie, though. But, but I, exactly. So I don't wear them I often, wear underwear. But I wear underwear. So to me, getting it as a gift is not that bad of a deal because I typically don't buy it for myself. And so I wanted to look up the stats of how many people receive underwear on Christmas, but I couldn't find that. Uh, however, no I, way to... However, I did find a... Um, an article about how long people wear their underwear before putting on a clean pair, and I thought, close enough. Oh, let's get, okay, I like this <clears throat> uh, Pandora's box we're about to open here. Okay, I, excellent. I got, I got a, another question after this one, okay? So how, what's the average? Well, this is, uh, this was from Tommy John, the underwear maker, clothes maker, Tommy John. They did a survey a few years ago. Uh, 45% of Americans wear their underwear two days or longer. Ooh. Um, I, I, I I think it's probably safe to change them every single day. I'm sure there has been a time or two where I haven't, and I've gone more than than one day, but certainly don't want to go uh, that much longer. It says they surveyed 2,000 men and women about their underwear habits, and the shocking findings include 13% of those wear the same pair of underwear for a week or more. Men are more likely to wear underwear for more than a week, and 46% of those surveyed own a pair of underwear for a year or more, and 38% say they have no idea how long they've had the same underwear. Yeah, I, I think I probably fall into some of those categories. Like, I don't know how yeah, long I, I've had certain pairs. Yeah, uh, I certainly know that I've had some for longer than a year. My God, I mean, if you get enough of them, you put them in rotation, they last a while. Uh, so I don't think those are too shocking. But the 13%, this is the people who admitted it, have worn underwear for a week or more. No, sir cannot do well, that. Well, I think what's odd about that kind of stuff, because it depends on your lifestyle and also what you're doing. Like What I, your tolerance level is like for I've filth. Been, I, well, I've been in a situation where like we're hunting, and I'm just like, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I barely care enough to brush my teeth. Yeah, that's gotta but, be just a couple of days. But a couple though, of days. Right? Yeah, I, I could I, see that. But uh, in real life, no, I've, it's got to be once a day. If if not, it's a rare occasion. So it says clean underwear can contain up to 10,000 living bacteria, and that's clean underwear. So try to think about how bad that same pair of underwear would be by the end of the week. I also fart a lot, too. So I I, you do look like the kind yeah. of guy that would do that. So for all of those who are disappointed in getting underwear or don't want to give underwear, I say onesies. Embrace the underwear for Christmas because those things get nasty quick. Well, you know, let's go. Like I said, Pandora's box <clears throat> on this stuff. Sure. Uh-oh. So, all it, right. Well, it's interesting because the, the, those are questions you don't normally ask because they're private, right? And it's like one, uh, the couple weeks ago, I was talking to a buddy, and they mentioned something about how often they shower. Mm-hmm. And he he mentioned like which I think we've talked about before. We might have because like he said that he doesn't shower every like till like every three four days. No, and I was like, damn dude, no, like dude. do you work? He's like, well, if I work out, I shower, of course. But like, he works from home. Yeah, and then I started like piece. That. I started piecing it all together. I was like, oh, okay, because there, there's stretches that you literally don't even leave the house. Yeah, like, I mean, 
I, I don't care if I'm working from home or not, sweating or not, I'm going to be taking a shower at least every other day, at a minimum for his that scenario. Yeah, now, and, and then, every day. And then it and gets then, interesting about like how often do you wash your hair? Yeah, every every time, man. Got to. Got to. It's the same routine for me. I don't typically get in and go, oh, well, this time is the non-hair washing routine. I'm just going to do the same thing every time. Keep it consistent. Yeah. Head to toe, top to bottom, Well, like all the parts in between. There's certainly a comfort thing with showers for me like in the morning. It's like my cup of coffee. Because I've been oh. in scenarios where like, oh, I, every, like we're all showering at night. I'm like, I don't want to, like, I'll just do it in the morning. It's like, well, we're leaving at 4 a.m., so you're going to get up at 3 a.m. I'm like... Yeah, I'll wake up at 3 a.m. and take a shower. Like, that's like how I wake up. Yeah, it does help me wake up as well, I think. And especially if it's cold. Man, yeah, it's, it's, nice it's, warm shower. No, if it's cold. Like, if it's a cold shower. Oh, a cold shower? Yeah, dude. No. That's Actually, I've heard there are, like, health benefits to taking cold There's showers. There's health benefits for everything. Getting the blood flowing, the heart rate yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, it's supposedly good for you. Which makes sense if you think about the history of humans. We didn't have the ability to heat water on demand. Yeah. Probably when we would shower... They would be cold, and that's just how we did it. Of course, we probably didn't shower all that often back in, quote, the day. But so, yeah, Dick, I was wearing that, and I brush my teeth pretty much every time after I eat. Wow. Try to. Nice. I'm a twice-a-day guy. So. so during this time of year, people do go and travel to see their relatives. A uh, very popular time of the year to do so. Do you consider, when you go and see family, a vacation? Yeah. Anytime, yeah. anytime I'm in my car and I go somewhere that's not my house, that's a vacation. See, I don't know that and I necessarily like that. consider it a vacation. To me, it is definitely time away. Now, I guess it, it depends. If your family lives in like some exotic area and you have to get into an airplane and travel, let's, let's say they live in Florida or something yeah. or the Bahamas, to me that's going to feel like you're on a vacation. But if I get in the car and just drive a couple hours to my parents' house, it doesn't feel like a vacation to me. It just feels like I'm visiting family. Now, it's granted, terrible. I'm not going to work. No, I don't think so. I think it's terrible. I think if, if you're ever in a scenario that you're not at work, it should be considered a vacation. <laughs> well, perhaps. But, but I'm also, not, I also I'm live not a different alone, life though. than you. Like, I'm here all the time because I like to be here. Well, true. But like, I, I'm considering, I was, I'm considering of putting a cot in the back and then. Yeah. I was really upset when they were remodeling the place because they used to have a shower. Yeah, that's what you mentioned. That because if you go into the bathroom back here, you can see there was like an actual yeah. Full-on shower. I, I, I was wondering why there was a drain in the middle of the room. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like, man, this guy's when got I terrible came, aim. I, when I walked in and they removed it, I was like, "Hey, why'd you guys remove the shower?" And they're like, "Oh, they didn't want this in here." I'm like, well, "Why not?" I'm like that was awesome. That would be that'd be the best. He's the best. Well, I'm not alone because in a poll of 2,000 U.S. holiday travelers, a third, 34%, don't count traveling for home uh, during the holidays as a true, quote, vacation. And 71% of them said they need a separate vacation to unwind and relax afterwards. So I'm not alone. But like I said, I think it depends on your family. Well, yeah. And it's also, I think a lot of people who think of the word vacation, they think of comfort. Doing what you want to do. And I think like a lot of people do not like yeah. their family. Well, this and is true, too, and it's more of a chore, I yeah. guess, in some cases. Because I always, I always feel like it's a vacation if I don't have to do chores. Right. Yeah, I suppose so. If you just sit around doing nothing. Yeah. So, if I like, for example, on Christmas Eve, I did nothing. I played World of Warcraft like all day. Vacation. And now it's a vacation <laughs> to me. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't want to be bothered. I guess it also does and depend on what your definition of vacation is. I and it was right. wonderful. I got to spend time with my brother over a headset and my other buddies who were not wanting to go to Christmas Eve. 
And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. I, awesome. And, uh, well, right before the break here, I thought it'd be interesting to go over a few um, statistics about Christmas and Christmas spending, since we now know what is considered a vacation and what's not, and how much Americans plan to spend every single year. I know, Dick, you spend zero, but the average American plans to spend $932 on holiday oh, spending oh. this year. You know, it's funny. I did get someone a gift. Oh, do tell. Well, so I remember I told you I only get gifts if I if see they, if they deserve it. Well, not right? that they deserve it, uh, but it's your like, words, not mine. It's a great like it's it's like a good gift. Uh huh. So regardless of the holiday, I'm like I'm gonna get you this gift. So I got my buddy. Uh, he has he has this 2008 Pontiac Solstice. I don't mm. know if you know what that is. Oh, I do. And it's a convertible. Bitch and ride, man. It's a convertible. And last time I was with him, he was describing this problem he was having with the the automatic retractable roof thing. Mm-hmm. And we were, I was looking at it with him, and I was like, yeah, it's this plastic piece. It's a little tiny plastic piece. Like that's, It's broken, so it won't fully, the tension can't hold itself, so it won't pull it down. So I, I ordered the a, little spare part. A, a little spare part. Hey, that's thoughtful, and he deserves it because he needs to stay dry. Yeah, and uh, so I know he's going to be like, the heck is this well it was great is it's thoughtful well see that's what i'm saying like that's my mindset okay. when i look at that i'm like oh that's i already know we get this guy he needs this but what i what i love is i'm gonna go visit him this weekend and i realize oh they're gonna get a package that says dick schistler on it mm-hmm. that's gonna be kind of obvious so i i was i called them and uh his wife picked up and i was like put me on speaker real quick and he's like she's like okay and then uh i go hey I'm getting a package sent to your house. It's my boner meds, so don't open it. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, don't open the boner meds. Don't open it. So hopefully that covers that track. All clear. Total U.S. gift spending is expected to reach $178 billion. 60% of U.S. Christmas shoppers prefer to shop online. And this is the one that got me. 40% of all Christmas sales occur between December 15th and 24th, only a week before Christmas. Yeah, man. That is a pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, because I mean, I I got gifts for my significant others, but that's usually just because, like, it it also also depends on the other person whose expectations are required. True. Because I've had significant others that always expected a gift, like, regardless. It could be a card, it could be flowers, like, they just needed something. Mm-hmm. And I always felt that was kind of like a, a terrible trait in somebody. Because if when you set those expectations, even though if it's a card, it's like you're obligate you're obligating this other person to follow through on something so simple. And I don't like being put in a corner like that. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. And I know that sounds very selfish of me, but to me I it sounds selfish of them to expect something from me. Oh, the tangled web you weave, sir. All right, this is a good time to take a break. Did you ever get in trouble for doing that? I don't think so. I got in trouble all the time for that. I don't think so. Not and especially off the top of my head. Well, especially like you were you were giving something to somebody, and then like for their birthday you didn't give them anything, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't get me anything for your birthday," and I'm like, "You don't remember that four hundred dollar bracelet I bought you in July?" Uh. Yeah, but that's not for my birthday. Unfortunately, it does not count. It doesn't I, work what, that way, what, dude. You know, I've been in several scenarios like that. I know that's the way you might think it works, but it doesn't work And I'm Well, no, I, I think it's unfair if I literally go, hey, this is your early birthday gift. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
And then on the birthday, where's my gift? Where's my gift? Don't you remember the word early from a few weeks ago or months ago? Well, see, now what I've learned is, and this is acceptable for everyone. I have to accept it for everyone. Like, everyone forgets stuff. I totally get it. And so what I'm going to start doing. Zoom audio. It happens. Yeah. No, I I don't even want to talk about how much I screwed that up. Because that's regretful screw up. That's one of the few regrets in my life is screwing up that interview with BeerMile.com. But I'm just going to get a card. And it's all it's gonna be blank. It's not gonna say happy birthday. It's not gonna say anything. It says and you open it, it says I already got you a gift. Remember the bracelet? Smiley face. I think that's what I'm gonna do from now on for all the people who I know are gonna be like, You are uh, well. such a lovely soul. And just so that just so they know, I, I care probably more than you know, but not in the way you want me to. All right, man. That's a good place to take you a break. When we, when we I'm already back. on. The, you know, I'm on the search for a calendar for you now. Oh, I can't wait. I and can't I mean, wait. I, no, I seriously spent some time trying to find. I was oh, like, no. what kind of calendar would Andrew like? But I don't want to make it too nasty. Yeah, please don't. So please don't. Uh, yeah. All but right. It's got to be a calendar though, because my calendar is great. And every time I see the dog poop. You know what's funny? My dog was pooping the other day, uh-huh. and I was like, "Man, I wish she could be on the calendar." That'd be... I mean, you can just take pictures of her dookie, and if you want, put it up on your wall. All right, man. When we come back, good time to take a break. We're way past time. Uh, what is the oddest thing that you have ever smuggled in your pants? Audience, one show. When we come back. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belschner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. All right, welcome back to Audience of One here on Lone Star Community Radio's radio station. <laughs> More <laughs> <Yeah>. than one. <laughs> uh, don't forget, we're here, every, we're here every Wednesday at 10 a.m. on Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We also do podcasts, YouTube. Just look up Lone Star Community Radio, our audience of one show, or visit the show page at IRLoneStar.com slash A-O-O. And uh, also, we are a nonprofit radio station, so if you feel the need to contribute, I feel and, the need. Uh, just visit us online and donate IRLoneStar.com. You know, we were in the paper. Were we now? Yeah. Uh, they did an article about the 12 nonprofit, local nonprofits to support for Christmas, I guess. Look at that. And we were on other. All right. We made the other, other list. The other list. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, in case uh, these I top did. twelve don't work out for you, here's one other to consider. Yeah, that's, it was really odd. It's I was like, a, like, it's like an honorable mention yeah. or participant award. Look other. at us go. Other, uh, but yeah. So that was the first fun segment. Was this it, like a, a local rag? Was it was like, the Courier. Okay, look at that, man. We're so big time now. Well, yeah, I've been big the whole time. Yeah, righty. So uh, I know that you are uh, still eagerly awaiting the arrival of your pickup truck. Yeah, it's if it ever comes. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> yeah, uh, no, it'll be here eventually someday. Well, this article caught my mind, caught my mind, caught my eye, and it was really funny. But apparently Toyota has released a pickup truck for only $13,000. 
And I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting because, as you're well aware, the cost of vehicles has skyrocketed, and you cannot really get a pickup truck of any kind for under $40,000 or $35,000, as you are seeing. But there is one catch. First of all, this truck is only available in Thailand, but it is also only about 70% built. <laughs> and the rest of the 30%, you have to put together yourself. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's what keeps the price down, why not? But then it got me thinking, how far could you take this concept? Could you do 50%? Or could you, in fact, do a complete DIY build-your-own vehicle? So let's say like Ford, or in Toyota in this case, has a showroom that you walk through and you pick out a la carte all the things that you want on your vehicle. You know, some things might come pre-assembled, but then they just box it up and give it to you. And it's up to you to put that sucker together. And I know they do like kit cars, right? I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. But that's mostly like just the body and the frame. And you have to do everything else on your own. I'm thinking, what if a major car manufacturer decided to do this? And would it work? And would it drastically lower the price yeah, of Yeah, I mean, vehicles? that was... Uh, you've heard of Lotus, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how they... The Esprit that, is like their biggest that's, model. I want to say that's how they started. What? Yeah, because really? you can buy. I remember uh, you could buy like a base model Lotus that literally only came with the driver's seat. Okay, that's all it came. It didn't have like it didn't have carpet. It didn't have. <clears throat> it was basically wow. all metal, and it came with the engine. And, it, and I guess you could drive it that it way. It didn't have a radio. Didn't have AC. Didn't have windshield. Like it was all interesting. It was like basically a race car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of race cars are that way for for weight. Yeah, and so so you could do whatever you want with it, right? And I I don't even think it was street legal when you bought it. Like you had to do other modifications. Th- you, had, you had to do some certain stuff like seatbelts. Well, yes, yeah, and that that <clears throat> brings up another interesting point because would you after building said car would it be safe? Right? Because I'm not a a, a mechanic. I'm not an engineer. Right, I did I did model cars as a kid, but those things never turned out the exact way they looked on the box. Mm-hmm. You know, that was pretty bad. So, if I were to do one of these DIY cars, would it even be safe? You know, would would it pass inspection? I guess that would be the key. You'd have to build it and then take it over to some place to get it inspected. I suppose. Yeah, but this truck is also <clears throat> probably a work truck. Meaning, but like, I'm saying expand the concept to anything like everyday no. drivers. Uh, no, everyone's an idiot. All right. Well, but it keeps the. I mean, price don't you, down don't you already kind of have? I think what's what's crazy to me is there's certain elements now in today's car world. Like this is for me doing research, is there isn't. I, there's. I don't <laughs> even think there is a base model anymore. I mean, all cars technically well, well, have like a, for example a low end, which is called the base, right? Well, well it depends on the manufacturer because I think like for example the Ford, I I think all the trucks I looked at all came with automatic, like transmission. Yeah, and you couldn't even go to manual. Yeah, but that's still considered the base model. There's hardly any manual cars being made at all. No, I meant like what in people's mind. Like you don't have the the roll up window no, option no, anymore. No, like the, now what a base model is, it doesn't have cruise control. <laughs> that's what's considered a base model. Is like yeah. it doesn't have a. It's backup, all relative. It doesn't though. have a backup camera. Right, right. Actually, I think that's now required by law. But no, I, I, yeah, because I learned a lot <laughs> like ordering my truck because I was I was always curious, especially like Ford. Ford has like if you look at the Broncos, mm-hmm. there's like ten. Uh, 
trim packages. And I'm like, why are oh, there, I know. why are there ten? Yeah. Like what on earth? What's the difference between them all besides your like paint colors, paint schemes, color schemes mostly. Mostly. Well, well, for, I think for the Bronco itself, I think it's the transmission and and, and yeah, the with the yeah with the Bronco, uh, different off road packages probably. Yeah, and it yeah. just kind of amazed me, especially going like when you're trying to buy a car, you're like, it's kind of like that uh that, that Apple model. Have you ever have you heard about their sales model where they like it's like oh you want to buy this iPad but we're gonna sell it at this price right and mm-hmm. then it's like but well, if you get this one that has more more memory it costs just enough a little bit more but right when you hit that point you're like why don't I just get the nicest one I'm already spending an extra hundred and fifty dollars if I spend an extra hundred dollars I'll get the nicest one and then when you go up to that one it's like well if I'm already spending this much money might as well buy an AirPad or iPad Air or whatever you know and it's like okay that's how they get that's how they get people they scale them up. Yeah. And yeah. but I mean I know some people who just want a, a manual transmission. See, I think this is I think there's a market for this. It may not be huge, but I think for the cost conscious well, like automobile purchaser, they might be interested in doing a DIY or paying their buddy, you know, well, 100 bucks to put it together can, for them. Why do you consider this? Why <clears throat> why do car manufacturers make totally different car models in other countries where we yeah. can easily use the same I, models I over here? I ran across this recently as I was looking at uh, vehicles the other day. I said, oh, man, I really like this particular kind of smaller uh, SUV, but it was a little higher off the ground, only available, I believe, in Thailand. Oh, what the heck? I would drive one of those. Yeah, but you're right. They, I guess, they do different studies on markets and what the the well, even like American the customer well, wants. Well, even in American this manufacturers have different cars overseas. Oh yeah, that's yes. So this like this Ford, was a Ford. This yeah, was a Ford. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they do because they've done market research, I guess, and they know yeah. exactly what we're looking for. It's stupid. Yeah, especially when you see when you're like, man, I really want this. Well, this is called the Toyota Helix Champ, more like the Helix Chump. <laughs> Just kidding. So that was dumb. Anyways, it's basically one of these plug-and-play uh, vehicles that allows you to build different size beds on the back. Uh, again, 70% finished, 30% uh, being completed by the customer. I like this idea. They uh, released all this back in October at the Japan Mobility Show with a few concepts, including an ambulance, a food truck, a vending machine, and other creative uses. See, Here, I'm this gonna, is... I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, this is what action. you weren't thinking about is... Especially for people who are tied on a budget, like maybe See, you do have a food what, truck, you can convert I'll, one of these rather, rather yeah, easily. Yeah, I want to tell the audience, I'm showing this on YouTube and Facebook, uh, This I don't think the first car is 13000 That's the base, right? It's where it starts? This, I don't think this is it. By the time I don't you think get it, a, I literally don't think it has a truck bed. Oh. I think it's just the cab. Ah, and all by the time you get all the add-ons, yeah, look at that sucker. It looks like that's a cool little food truck. But by, by the time you get all the add-ons, See, that might it's be, much more than 13000 That might saying. be 13000 right there. Ah, gotcha. Okay, you're probably right. You're probably right. So, But still, I like this idea. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you don't really care about what you're driving around in. I mean, it doesn't even look that bad. It's not a bad-looking vehicle, I suppose, to a degree. Looks like a Toyota inside. Manual transmission. There you go. Just what you want. So, Dick, last week uh, I mentioned on, I guess, the show that will now not air. That's fine. Uh, about Cause I screwed ma- up. an astronaut who lost a tomato at the space station. Yeah. And I decided to look it up. So I was like, wait, the sound. I, I remember hearing it, but I wanted more information. Well, this is Frank Rubio, and he recently made history for breaking the record of the longest space flight for a U.S. astronaut, spending 371 days in space. But the second he returned, all anyone wanted to know about was the missing tomato. So apparently he actually cultivated some fruit in space, and this was supposedly the first 
um, tomato that had been grown in space, and he had put some Velcro on it and put it on the desk. When he went back the next morning, it was gone. It was gone. <laughs> and uh, apparently, he said he spent anywhere between eight and twenty hours of his own time uh, searching for the lost fruit. Um, pretty funny, man. Pretty funny. But it got me thinking about it. It's funny because it's a tomato. But what would happen if it's something like the toilet paper? <laughs> Do they have toilet paper in space? I mean, you're still making a mess. No, I think they have something else. I forget what it was. Well, whatever it is, it's got to be Velcro no, down. And if you lose it, you're in well, trouble. I definitely looked it up. I yeah. forgot what it was. Like, they have a suit or something. They do all that a business. Suit. In. Yeah, because they had to clean it and they had to recycle the water. And, mm-hmm. like, there's, they don't, I don't know if they discharge anything into space. I think they might do oh, this, the. That'd be awesome. Just, like, I'm shoot sure. the dookie out into outer space. I think they do. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, what could go wrong? How to. How Unless it forms into, like, some solid comet and comes back in, crashing down into Earth. That could be a problem. And if I talked about oh. this on next show, I apologize, onesies. I think I mentioned it on the, the show that isn't being aired, but maybe since we recorded out of order, um, I talk about it. If I did, I apologize. Oh, look, they just sit on a toilet seat like they do on Earth. Yeah, but what? What? it's got to have like some sort of suction or vacuum that's like pulling the mess down, right? It's not just a normal one, because wouldn't it just float up next to you? I would believe so. What I'm reading, and this is correct. We forget about it. It's not just people floating around in space. It's everything. Well, no, they don't discharge it. They basically have uh, watertight, compacted bags that are made, like when they use the restroom, mm-hmm. this compression system puts it into a bag, and then they bring it home <laughs> to study. Wait, they, 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 study, study their... they study their waste, and then the rest of it... it... What are they thinking that weightlessness in space has some sort of effect on their, their waste? I suppose it could. Well, it's even, it's We've even, already talked well, about cultivating But there's a side note. It says uh-huh. majority of it is loaded into a cargo ship that burns up on re-entry. Oh, so they're only studying some of it. Yeah, they don't bring like two tons of poop back. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't it all um, the same? You just need one sample, But right? what's funny about that cargo ship, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, I wonder what other stuff they put on that. It's like, we don't want anyone to know any secrets. Oh, they just burn it up. And they just put it on the, something that burns in the atmosphere. That would be the coolest flex right there. That would be kind of cool. I'm sure that happens. Or what if you accidentally put something on that incinerator which you wanted to bring home? Yeah. Like, dang it, it was a little green man. I met him. He was great. That's I, a picture <laughs> of my daughter. I accidentally fried it. I've been stuck in space. For 300 and some odd days. Yeah, so. pretty interesting. So, Word to the wise, when you go up to space with Elon, make oh, sure you take plenty you know of Velcro. This reminds me of this thought I had the other day. Okay, uh, tell me about, and now thoughts the other day with Dick. So I was watching uh, Appaloosa, and <clears throat> it's a <throat> Western movie, and I, I was thinking about how often people back in that in those times, like in the 1800s, they saw a family. Because one of the lines in the movie he talked Still about- Still wasn't a vacation, though. Well, I mean, that's they, they're, they're worried about other stuff during that time. Uh, but what got me thinking was- Okay, so in that time period, it was normal to have family, but not really, because like you would, especially males, would go off and just go on do their own thing, you know, like they'd be or marry their cousin or whatever. They don't care. And but so they haven't like because this guy said he's been with his buddy for twenty years and hasn't really seen his family. And I was thinking to myself, I bet we're gonna re we're gonna uh, revisit that idea is when we go to space, Mm. because you're gonna have the brother. Or the dad. It's the or final front. It's the final frontier. You and know? yeah, so like if if I'm like going to Mars because I'm some really cool guy or girl, 
Like, you're never going to see them. Like, every eight years, maybe? Yeah, because it's not like it's very affordable to go back and forth. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, heck, you got relatives have... a couple hours away, you don't see them. Much yeah. less in outer space. It's a good thought, Dick. I you're liked right. it. I was like, we're going to have to, we're going to be revisit that You lifestyle. think your Christmas is all screwed up now? Yeah. Just wait till you're living in oh, outer space. Side note. Can't the, make it. Side note. I'm in Jupiter Christmas today. Thing. I know yeah. that sounded really strange. We all live in Houston area. Yeah. Just to let everyone know. So okay. it's not like, oh, someone lives in Massachusetts or something. It's like, no. So We all salty. live in Houston. Oh, yeah. So salty about this, man. <laughs> I did uh, also mention this uh, uh, last week. Again, I, I don't know if these stories have been brought to you or not. I'm so confused. But, Dick, what is the weirdest thing that you have ever tried to smuggle in your pants? And I know the list has got to be a mile long. I would say liquor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, on like, what on what occasion was this? Just going to the movies? You're like, I gotta have some booze during this two and a half no, hour. No, I think we went to the Woodlands Pavilion. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, that's dangerous. You got to go through security anytime you go to an event, and you yeah. bring in booze, they're liable to cuff and stuff yeah, but you right put, there. If you put a little bag in between your man parts and their thigh, no. they're not really gonna search that. Uh, I guess not, unless they're doing a pat down on you. No, you're gonna make the news. That that Cron article you referenced. <laughs> it's gonna have a whole another story about it. I think that's about it. Local radio host sneaks bag of. <laughs> whiskey into the pentatonic show in the woodlands yeah i don't think anything else i really put in my pants <laughs> no animals With someone really, yeah, we, yeah i think yeah you told me about man this. this is crazy so it, this is a silly written article and i'm not gonna do that but apparently a man again in taiwan because we are the premier local source for taiwanese news and thailand um <laughs> a man was arrested in the airport because he tried to smuggle four what is it? Small animals, which turned out to be... What were they? Otters. Otters. There it is. They didn't look like otters in that first picture. And I thought, wait, that's not an otter. It looks like a squirrel or something. Four otters in his pants. My God. And we've had some stories recently about otters being quite, quite vicious, especially if they're provoked or they, if you feel like you're getting close to their nest. I, I think you probably need to show this picture because it is wild. <laughs> they've, they've pulled this man's underwear... Uh, like forward, and you can see four, well, you can clearly see three uh, otters there in his pants. Now, the story does not go into the reasons as to why he needed these otters, but how the heck does this guy think he's going to sneak into well, the airport with four otters in his britches, man? One of my buddy's favorite shows is those Border Patrol shows. Yeah. Air, you ever seen these shows? They're, they're <laughs> it's terrible. It's awesome. They're terrible shows. Uh, it's on like National Geographic, and one of them is about airports around the world. So, uh, like how what people are smuggling into the through the airport. Uh huh. And uh, one, I remember one episode particularly. This guy almost got away with it. Basically, more for those meddling kids. Well, like they checked his luggage, didn't find any drugs. Checked like everything, like his jacket, everything. Right, and then someone had the brought like and I don't know if it's for the TV show because this is supposed to be real, like reality show, so it's supposed to be uh -huh. real. And at the vet, like, last second, they ran something on his ID or something, and they go, "Oh, this guy, we actually have to do a search, like a strip search." So this guy's probably thinking, "I'm getting away with it." They checked everything, and it gets down to his underwear, and you just see this package, and it's not his penis. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, it's, I was to say more specific there. Yeah. And the guy's like, everyone in the room is like, whoa. And it looks like it. And they're like, that's not yours. 
There's no way it's that big. And I'm not kidding. This is a real thing. And then they, of course, they undo the flip, and it's just a bunch of cocaine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hate when that happens. But it was funny. I was like, you know, is this that guy- a bag of cocaine in your pocket? Do you have? Yeah, to that's see what me? I'm saying. Like, yeah. And he's European, so of course he has like a speedo kind of, of thing on. And I was sitting Don't there. I, I was like, that guy woke up that day and was like, I got to get this cocaine to Italy. I'm just gonna put this in my pants for the whole plane ride. That's right. Right. What could go wrong? And uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't really know any scenario I needed to smuggle anything. That's the only thing I think of. Yeah, in this guy's case, it says that they speculate he was planning on selling the animals to the booming underground animal trade. There you go. I guess uh, otters are in high demand. They do look like cute little creatures. I gotta, I gotta give you that. But are otters well behaved? I wouldn't think Let you me, would want to put those in your pants. They'd be moving around a lot. Would you I would be think. friends with a guy who has an otter? Oh, that's a good. Actually, that's a really good. Like question. I had a friend that had a ferret, and I always thought that was really weird. Yeah, ferrets are strange little animals. They're not great pets. Oh, that's what it was. Just kind of like, yeah, was, that would be weird, especially if you you put it on like the dating scene. You meet a girl and you really like her. And you're like, eh, this, this is actually working out. She's nice. She's cool with my she nosebleeds. Has a ferret. Yeah, and you get home and she's got like four otters and a ferret. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing with that? That, that that might well, no, be if it's not a red flag, no, it's definitely a caution flag. See, I don't call them red flags anymore. I, I've just I've decided to call them expiration dates. Yes, that's yes. We so because I'm always trying to stay positive because I'm not going to judge somebody. Yes, but if you is, have otters as pets, I'd be like, there's an expiration date to this relationship, <laughs> and it just moved up. And uh, a let couple me, of months. Let me check my calendar. Let's see how much fun we can have in two weeks. And that's what <laughs> that's where it's yeah. gonna go. That's not a bad idea. Well, yeah, this no, article no, says... No more red flags. We don't judge each other. We just call them expiration dates. Yeah, you just make the uh, time you spend with that person significantly shorter, right? Well, this says it gives prairie dogging a whole new meaning. Oh, I told you this article I was written so bad. I would definitely <laughs> be interested in seeing if how long it would, like those would be getting involved in our relationship. Say that again? Like these otters. Uh-huh. Like when they start getting involved... Because there's like a secret, there's there's something to somebody if they have otters. That's what I'm saying, man. So it's, it's like, a- as you're dating this woman, you're like, I'm waiting for her to like, say, hey, these otters. Is it okay if they sleep in the bed with us? Or something like you're that. Like, and sorry, you're just kind of like, I'm waiting. I, I, I thought it stayed in its kennel. Where that would be about? my expiration date. I was like, yeah. I just want to find out. And this. the expiration date is today. <laughs> no, no. I, no. <laughs> Actually, so been about 20 minutes. You're, no, you're, so right. you're thinking the wrong idea. It's, I want to see what it is. So I'm like, I'm curious, like, what are you, what, what's going on with these otters? So I would only date her just to see what she does with the otters. Yeah. What if she has them trained? To, just to do I, tricks, I, like normal stuff, not like kinky stuff. Because I know that's where you're going. No, I don't care about the kinky. I just meant, I meant in general. Like, that. if person has an otter, I'd be like, what's this guy up to? Like, what's going on here? Again, a bit strange. I mean, yeah. It'd be awesome. It would be. I would hate it, <laughs> but it would be awesome. So what do you think about staying on this relationship thing about couples sleeping in separate bedrooms? Because Cameron Diaz has come out in a recent article uh, interview she did saying that uh, couples sleeping in separate bedrooms should be, quote, normalized. And I'm well, like, well, again, this goes down me, I, right, like go ahead, go ahead. Remember I was talking about significant others and you know, uh-huh. they expect they, they have this logic of expecting something on their birthday no matter what. Like if they don't get anything, tem- temper tra- tantrum comes around. Uh huh. I had a conversation about this because I snore. I have a deviated septum. I probably have sleep apnea, probably, and I snore and I can't control it. And so there was a there was a good period where she's like, "Kept waking me up, kept waking me up." I'm like, "Here's the deal. I'm just gonna go sleep in the other bedroom." Yep. And that was almost like I cheated on her in her mind. 
And I was like, what? And it w- it started this whole World War Three kind of thing. And I was like, but you can sleep. And I can and sleep. And I can sleep. Right. Well, you kind of hit the nail on the head there because at first I think, no, couples should, you know, sleep in the same room. But at the same time, if there is an incident such as snoring or maybe your partner has chronic flatulence, whatever, whatever yeah, it may be. I probably hey, have that too. Yeah, right. Whatever it may be, then sleeping in separate rooms, go for it, man. If that's the way it works. See, I, I don't change my underwear once a day because it's like <laughs> the normal thing. Like I have to change my underwear once a day. It's, yeah, it's not just the bacteria, but I can understand how uh, this person that shall not be named was kind of offended by it. I could see that, right? But that just tells you how much she was willing to stay with you overnight if she no, could endure. A, well, to me, it's a little your psychotic. horrible flatulent issue. It was a little psychotic. Okay, I think it's love, Dick. I think it's love. I'm going to take the opposite side. Really, here. you really believe? If she's willing to stay in a room while you've got that no, no, no. sound bellowing she's out of not, you every night, that's what I'm saying. She's not. She's waking me up. Oh, telling you, to telling stop. me, hey, stop! But still willing to do that though every night, rather than do you just think putting I want to be woken up every <laughs> hour and a half and be like, hey, like here's the exactly. deal. If you need to sleep, she's inconveniencing herself too, though, and still remaining again in the psychotic bedroom. behavior. It's love, it's love. That's crazy. That's crazy. That town. is kind of crazy. That's crazy town. Now, I think whatever works and out for each couple, honestly, like if that's the way you want it to work and the couple's fine with it, that's fine. She says, uh, "You go sleep in your room. I'll go sleep in mine, and then we will have a." common room that we come together in oh you know, not, now to you do. have to buy a house with three rooms well yeah I, I, well they she is an actress with uh, yeah. probably a larger budget than most no, of like, us with this I, problem like this, have, is, but. this is an interesting i like concepts with especially with couples and people who've been married forever like so i have a thing for me i like to sleep on the right side of the bed okay I right see. meaning correct or physically right now is it physically the right side right. when you're looking at it or is it the right side when you're down, laying in it when you're laying down if i move my arm to the right there's my watch there's my you know okay all phone right and everything because that could be considered the left side of the bed oh i know that's gotcha. not how you look about it. like i like sleeping on the right okay. side of the bed that's where you're at and I will, i'll never forget another one of these crazy town conversations was she wanted to sleep on the right side and i was like do you like sleeping on the right side no i don't really care i like sleeping on the right side so can i sleep on the right side well i want to I'm like, am I, what? A relationship that was destined for glory. Oh, yeah, dude. Right from uh, the start. But yeah, it was. I guess I don't care. It's whatever I get used to, but honestly, I don't care. Well, see, you don't care, and I get it. Yeah. And I I, I was just a preference for me because I like sleeping on my right side. Yeah. So I like sleeping on I just like a bed that's big enough. Like, I can't, I got to have a king size bed so I can spread out and actually sleep. If I'm in like a little tiny twin size, or not twin, but like a, uh, what is it, queen or double, that ain't big enough for two people. Sorry. So uh, th- this, okay, so to go uh, further with this, Cameron Diaz does actually say different houses. To me, I would literally have my own house and you have yours. We have a family house makes total in sense. the middle. I will go sleep in my room and you go sleep in yours. Wow. Well, to me, yeah, that I guess makes if you sense. can have separate houses. Well, well I mean, that's like, I think it's also different schedules. Yeah. It's very rare today to have a partner that is on literally the same schedule as you. Yeah, and especially if you're a celebrity, right? And you're traveling. Not a celebrity, it's anything. Well, it's probably even more so if you're a celebrity, though, I would think. Yeah, because your your schedule is not normal. You're not working a nine-to-five job like the rest of us are. And and again, I think it's also something where when she tries to argue it being normalized. Yeah, I'm like, who cares? Just do your own thing. Why do you have to normalize it? And I well, I think it's like I said, some people have a stigma with it, where like if you're not in the same bed, you're not a couple. Right? No, you're right. Maybe and that's so, you're right. So she's on a mission. And it's like, and to me, that's terrible to think that if we don't do this, we're not a couple. Like any scenario. Right. Like yeah. I think it's, it's silly. Whatever put, works for the couple, I think. I, well, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. And if someone's making those kind of demands, you know, the expiration date has been set. Uh, right. This is true. This I wanna, is true. I kind of want to call your wife right now and be like, hey. 
Uh, no, Andrew's, let's not. A- Andrew's thinking of getting a separate bedroom <laughs> just in case one of y'all like is you know wants to stay up late and doesn't want to disturb anybody. Oh, let's not. Let's not. All right, man. Do you want to try this? I know we were having issues with the you, internet you earlier. Wanna, here's a funny story for you. Oh, great. I'm trying to so trying I, to move I, on. I, Desperately I, trying to move on. I was with this girl one time, and we we hook up, and there there was a moment where like I get up early, and I didn't want to keep her. I didn't want to wake her up, so I woke up early and went downstairs, and we just kind of did stuff, and then I was on the couch. Rummaged through her uh, cabinets. Going no, no, no. Medicine and she, cabinet. And she thought I left, like, at midnight, like, when we fell asleep in the bed, and I was just like, oh, no, I just didn't want to disturb you, and I didn't want to, like, just sit there in the bed on my How phone. How disappointed was she when she woke up, went downstairs, and found you still there? Dang it! I know, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, I was like, you just thought I was going to leave. She's like, no, I was just so worried you're... Like you, you just like just left. I'm like, no, I just didn't want to be in your in your bed while I'm on my phone and moving around and doing stuff. Like, I didn't want to like work in your bed while you're asleep. So, <laughs> it's pretty great. Oh man! All right, do we want to try this? Uh, we tried during the break, and the internet and the website uh, Buzzfeed was not that great. But I right, did I'm, want I'm to try. at least bring this up. So Buzzfeed, uh, I don't know if they actually did this or um, they had somebody else submit it to them, but. Did a an AI generated version of what their each state's tribute would look like, and when we say tribute, we mean like the Hunger Games tribute. We're not going to go into all of that. Uh, if you don't know what it means, then this story means nothing to you, anyways. But it's pretty interesting. Um, it, it, scrolling through all fifty of these is going to be difficult, but uh, I think maybe we'll put the link in the in the um, show rundown or something like that so people once these can can go check it out but I found it fairly interesting as I'm scrolling through each one of these states and how AI interprets people from these states and uh, along with if they were in the movie Hunger Games um, do, were you able to bring it up Dick I'm trying to find uh, maybe like a different a web different browser. website yeah and uh, I will say that um, AI was not as kind to some states uh, as they were to to others uh, are you are you showing the pictures now? Yeah, I got Alabama. Yeah, if you scroll down to Colorado, I have to admit Colorado is one of the ones I thought. Um, ooh, you just passed it. Oh. Colorado was pretty darn cool looking because they do look like um, they're ready to, to to I don't know beat your ass, steal your girlfriend, and then go hit the ski slopes right after. <laughs> it's kind of cool looking, I think. Well, what's funny about this is I'm not a Hunger Games person, so when you when I was looking at this, I forgot that. Costumes in that movie are ridiculous. Yes. So, because at, fir- at first I was like, man, some of these are just out of control. Yeah. If you scroll down to Florida, yeah, Flor- they, they definitely look like they're about to go on a safari, but a safari in Barbie because they're all in they're all in pink. Ken does not look like, or I don't know, Ken, whatever. The male there does not look like he's going to pose too much of a threat. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, some are really cool. Because yeah. you could see... Well, there's Idaho. There's stop Now, there are a few that got screwed, though. So, And I think Idaho is one of them, because in this particular picture... There's potatoes. They put a big sack of potatoes on this woman's head, and it's basically, I guess, whatever state, uh, whatever crop in your state happens to be the most prevalent, they just threw it on your head. I think they did that to Idaho as well. Or I'm not sorry. Indiana. Idaho, in Indiana. Yeah, where they just put a bunch of corn stalks on their head. <laughs> I mean, so wrong. So yeah, wrong. I mean, I like it. It's cool, but of course, most everyone is probably going to be interested in Texas. And of course, it's in alphabetical order, so it's kind of a ways down there. But I don't know what to think about Texas, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, some of them look like they have armor on, and some of them look like they're dictators. Like Missouri 
is kind of odd to me. I wish I knew somebody from Missouri they can explain why AI would do something like this. You know, they they're um they haven't missed a meal in Missouri. Let's put it that way. They do look very um regal in those. Uh, what does that have to do with anything? Have you not seen Hunger Games? They oh just, yeah, they just pick random people. Right? It isn't like they go, hey, give us your biggest and strongest. Right. Yeah, Tennessee looks like space cowboys, which pretty cool. I have to admit, they they got the uh, better end of the uh, stick there. New Jersey looks hilarious because I'm pretty sure that's is it Suki. Uh, oh, that yes, you're right. What is that? That looks like um, is it the Suki? New Jersey Shore. Yeah, Jersey Shore. Is it Suki? No, is what is her name? name? I have no idea. That, she does look like the lady from Jersey Shore. <laughs> I mean, some some of these are pretty tight. Yeah, New York, obviously in a big um, downtown area. <clears throat> But I wanted to I wanted to look at uh, Texas because I I, I think are you not I'm, quite I'm there just yet? gonna watch I'm okay. gonna look at them to me Texas like looks right like it's where great. Texas looks like it's where cavalry sort of meets Shakespearean theater. Well, it, one thing that's I don't know if this is a Hunger Games thing, and I don't know anything about fashion. But one thing I know, especially about the AIs, if you look at a lot of these deals, it looks like what the women are wearing mm-hmm. is what the men should be wearing, and what the men, men are wearing, wearing should yeah. be what the women are wearing. Well, it's just AI; since, it's going off of. But since it's Hunger Games, I imagine that's like, oh, this is the future, right? We're, we're, we wear anything goes in yeah, that anything movie, goes. right? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, what do you think of Texas? There, do you think that's fairly accurate? I love how big the hat is. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Of course, has to have a mustache. Game is strong. He does have a strong mustache. Game. I like what she's wearing. I talk to her if I saw her. I bet you would. And not if you're wearing that blouse he's got on. I though. think I would definitely talk to her if that blouse. If I was wearing that blouse. <laughs> if you're gonna wear that blouse, you're the type of guy that would go talk to her. I yeah, think. I like. I live my life in hard mode. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of this? <laughs> I don't know anything says hard about that get up. No, it's a whole joy, a joke. It's supposed to be hard to talk to somebody while you're wearing that ridiculous oh, outfit. Yes, no, <clears throat> now that is true. And that hat. That is true. That hat is like is ginormous. <laughs> yeah, it's overly it's overly large. And when I love Maybe it's compensating for something, I don't know. And I love the American flag in the background. Of course. Gotta have that. It's Texas, America. It's not the Texas flag. No, it's not. Actually, that is kind of strange. Yeah, the American. I like it. Uh, actually, it's not even the United States flag. It just has stars, but no stripes. Yeah. I just now noticed that, too. Well, I think the one that takes the cake for me, and I think we're wronged the most, is... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scroll back up to Vermont. Vermont does look like they may have just committed some small uh, misdemeanors on the way before they took this picture. They look pretty. They look pretty tough. I don't know. I don't know what's in I that mean, bottle. I mean, some of them are really, I'm telling you, some of them are really creative. Yes, they, they, so. they are. They are really creative. But Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin got the shortest end of the, the, the stick here because AI basically just put blocks of cheese all over these people, and that's it. Well, <laughs> I don't. It does look pretty great. It's, but, no, but, but a they, lot of these look, you know, tough or intimidating or attractive. One of the you know, combination of all three of those. There is nothing redeeming about Wisconsin's picture here uh, at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe the cheese is tasty, no doubt, but <laughs> I don't know why. That's great. So I guess AI just thinks there's people running around eating cheese in Wisconsin. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Uh, what are we, how are we doing on time, buddy? I don't think I wrote down the time, so I have no idea. We doing good? I have no idea. Okay, well, I have a quick hit here at the end of the show, but I honestly don't know if it's the end of the show. I believe it is. So have you ever wondered where the high five came from? I want to say, isn't it like an ongoing joke that a baseball player 
did it. Yeah, look at you. So it kind of has some local ties, and there's all kinds of different ideas of where just slapping hands together is some sort of gesture came from. But the actual high five um, is widely known to have come from a baseball game in 1977 between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros. It was the last game of the season, and Dodgers outfielder Dusty Baker, perhaps yeah. you've heard of him, had hit a home run, and it was his 30th of the season. The accomplishment made the Dodgers the first team in the major league history to have four players with 30 homers. Well, Baker's roommate, I'm sorry, roommate, rookie teammate, Glenn Burke, was waiting for him on deck, and as Baker crossed home plate, Burke triumphantly lifted his hands into the air. The way the legend goes, Glenn put his arm high into the air, and Dusty did not know what to do, so he just slapped it. And that is known as perhaps the very first high five. I find that hard to believe because believe 1977, not that long ago, seems like somebody would have done this to somebody else long before then. But I found that to be quite interesting, if indeed that is true. No, because <clears throat> there wasn't a lot of high five in Rocky. and You think that movie would have a lot of high five in no, they're beating the crap out of each other. Why would they high five? I don't know. I just feel like high fiving would be in Rocky if it existed. <laughs> After you land a huge yeah. uppercut, you're like, dude, that was awesome. High um, five. I don't think it works. Yeah. I, is that why Dusty Bakers wears those gloves? Yeah. What's weird about it, though, is he only wears them sometimes. It's not consistent. Like some games he'll have them on and sometimes he won't. I it must, must be the. I don't get it. I know. I know why he wears them. Maybe it's just whatever town he's in. Why? Why does he wear them? I actually don't even know. Because uh, his fingers don't have any grip when he's doing his papers. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he's a stat guy. He like if you watch. Oh, him, so he's constantly he's going, constantly through, going okay. through papers. All right, and doing stuff. So, but uh, but I have seen him without. Yeah, that's what too, I, so. I, I always always thought. It was kind of funny. I thought he always had like a skin condition where. Yeah, like he could. I thought it was a weird COVID leftover thing. I don't know. I wasn't sure. But whatever. Anyways, well, awesome man. That is all we have time for this week. Well, onesies. Before we go, I do want to say sorry to the beermile.com yeah. folks. Beer Mile uh, Media. Yeah. Beer, check them out. Uh, their link to the Kickstars below. And then, uh, yeah, we hope to get him on because I have to apologize and grovel. Or is it grovel? Is that the correct way to say it? I don't know, but I'm going to watch you do it because it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, you know what? I take accountability on myself for that, and I'm going to okay, take man. full punishment. It's okay. Full punishment. punishment. And just so the onesies know, we're not missing any shows during the holiday break here. We've got this one plus another one next week, although... We recorded that one a week ago, so it's kind of disjointed, out of order, and if I repeated some stories, my apologies. Punish me. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.